What's up, gamers, and welcome to episode three of the Elite Gaming Gear podcast. This is Lathan. And this is Ants. And we're going to be bringing you some interesting news regarding new titles getting ready to hit the market. We're going to go over some of the newest features in Destiny, as well as wishing Mario a happy 30th birthday. We're a little belated, but it's in the same week, so it counts. Um, Speaking of Mario, uh, lots of things going on over at Nintendo lately. Uh, Were you telling me about, uh, what is it, Pokemon? Go. Go where? That's the title, Pokemon Go. Pokemon Go. So it's like Pokemon to go, like a to-go box? It's augmented reality Pokemon for mobile. Augment. So for listeners who aren't familiar with augmented reality, could you explain that to them? Pretty much it's when you're wandering around with it pulled up, you could say find... Okay, well, here in Yakima, probably a Trubbish or a Rattata. So basically, you don't see these things in reality, but when you hold your cell phone up, you can see them overlaid onto the real world. Yep. That's actually really cool. Uh, I think it's supposed to be like full 3D character models and everything. No kidding. They're going all out with it. I'm excited. <laughs> so so can you imagine like all these tweens running around with iPhones strapped to their forehead with bungee cords? They're not going to do that. They're just going to walk around carrying their phone like I'm going to be doing. <laughs> so you're basically going to be doing the same thing. Oh, I'm going to be playing Pokemon Go when it's released. Well, I tell you what, I will break down and I will actually give it a go. Uh, see what I did there? <laughs> well, hey, at least I thought it was funny. <sighs> <laughs> that was the sigh of discontent. But thinking about Pokemon, it, it kind of... It's a little nostalgic for me because, I mean, for a lot of people that don't know this, I mean, I'm getting ready to turn 30. Very cool. Mario and I almost share a birthday. A couple of weeks apart, but still very cool. Uh, and Ants, how old are you, man? 17. 17. So, in reality, we're like two different generations of gamers. Nope. Um, playing the same types of games. So, when I was about half your age, uh, Pokemon Red came out. Uh, and I remember that thing just being so cool. I was like, Red and Blue, I think, that came out for the Game Boy. And I was just totally infatuated with this idea of catching monsters and training them up and this sort of thing. But at the time, I kind of figured, well, this is kind of a fad. You know, it'll be here for a little bit, and then it's going to go away, and people are going to forget it ever existed. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so, like, how long now has this thing been going on? Uh, Let's see. When did the manga start? I actually am not familiar with the manga. It started out with the manga, became an anime, and then became a game. And then the game is what we now know and love as Pokemon on all of our favorite Nintendo consoles. Mostly portables. Mostly portables. Well, it was, it's made the, few... the ones on console were... They remembered, kinda, mostly. Well, I remember, what was it, uh, Pokemon Snap on the Nintendo 64? Oh yeah, the photography one. That was kind of cool. I mean, it was kind of cheesy, but still kind of cool. It was. Could you find a way to not make that cheesy? <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> exactly. The only thing cheesier would be like a, a Pokemon makeover. You like take a picture of somebody and then overlay them with a Pikachu tail, or turn them into a Pokemon that's fitting of their physical appearance. <laughs> that would be funny. I'd pay for that. <laughs> There you go, Nintendo. There's your next mobile app idea. Oh, and like we were talking, you know, this is um, leading Nintendo's charge into its transition to mobile, which is kind of a big deal right now, right? Yeah. Sad to say they're moving away from DSs. 
Then again, portable gaming isn't becoming all that popular anymore. You notice, um, I've got uh, 3DS XL, one of the new ones, uh, the, uh, was it the Majora's Mask Edition? The new 3DS XL? Yes, the new 3DS, man, they stole that right from Apple. The new iPad. So it was what, it's like iPad 2, it's like iPad 7. (laughs) Nobody knows. Um, That's like, we're going to call our third Xbox console the Xbox One, and watch people run in circles trying to figure out what it means. (laughs) The name behind it is retarded, but the the console itself is pretty good. Well, the console is pretty cool, especially for me, because I found that uh, a lot of times I was having a really hard time with the finding the perfect position for my head uh, to keep the 3D effect going. And so I kind of had to hold it at weird angles, or if I was laying down with it or reclined with it, it kind of had to be held up at a weird angle. But with that new uh, face tracking feature, I, I, I love it. You actually use your 3D? Yeah, that's the whole point of having a 3DS, isn't it? I never use mine. I just play Pokemon Alpha Sapphire. You see, and I use mine to play all the Nintendo 64 remakes. (laughs) Uh, I did get Shin Megami Tensei, but I haven't gotten very far in it. I was still working towards the end of Ocarina of Time. I never played that one. Really? that Dude, that one is critically acclaimed. I mean, that is one of the coolest Zelda games of all time. That's what everyone keeps saying. Yeah, well, we're saying it for a reason, so I'm telling you what. Uh, I'm thinking that at some point, we definitely need to have like a throwback retro dive-in, and I'm thinking... Everyone said Majora's Mask was better, though. You know, I, I didn't complete Majora's Mask, but I'll tell you this. Um, from the perspective of somebody that played it when it first came out... Um, it was so different and so groundbreaking and so awesome. So really anything that came after it, whether it was, quote, better, better graphics or, quote, better, better gameplay mechanics, it's not going to take away from the fact that this was the first. You know what I mean? This was this awesome thing, and it was so different in so many ways uh, that it really changed people's image of gaming. Kind of like a GoldenEye for the Nintendo 64. Do you remember that one? Yeah. I mean, GoldenEye... My sister wanted to play it all the time. (laughs) Actually, yeah. She was still playing it up until a few years ago. Yeah, and then she started out... Didn't she play the remake of it and then just started playing that one? Yeah, I think she did. I think she's pretty well hooked on on the remake. I'm trying to think of... Is, like, GoldenEye Remastered or GoldenEye Remixed or something that was on the 360? they had that one and then that other really, really terrible one. I think it was 007 Legends. Sol- uh, Quantum of Solace. Oh, was it Quantum of Solace? Yeah. And that's hard to keep track. Basically, there was... None of the gold, none of the uh, James Bond games were as good as GoldenEye. I don't care how new they are, how better the graphics are. To be fair, the, the James Bond series was never that great. Well, hey now, man. I always thought it was fantastic. And it, like, redefined the genre for... First-person shooters. I mean, before it that, it may have done that, but now he had like what Wolfenstein 3D. Well, let me tell you, it was actually Doom that started everything. Was Doom first or was Wolfenstein first? Wolfenstein was first, but Doom is what took it to the level where people could start using it. And then GoldenEye is what brought it to the consoles and all of its wonderful 3D glory. Yeah. And now we have, as I'm playing right now, Destiny in full 1080p HD. <laughs> so Destiny, the Taken King, that reminds me, before I forget, let's let's talk a, a little bit about some of the changes that have been made. So, we're just finishing up the first week with the Taken King. Our last episode... Ah, yours at the tower. 
Is this the first week or the second week? This is the first week. This is the first week. This is Jor's first arrival at the tower in year two. So wait a minute. This is the first week with the Taken King, second week with the year two update. Yep. So in the first week of the year two update, we played Rift, which was a new game player mode for multiplayer. That was It's uh, permanent now. Oh, so that's a full-time thing you can play now. Yeah. It was the daily playlist. Well, fantastic. And then we we talked a little bit about that, but there's more gameplay modes. So I think Mayhem has already left, but that's the newer one, right? Yeah. Complete and utter chaos. You mean complete and utter mayhem, right? No. Shaq's called it chaos. Yeah, but Shaq is a flip-flopper. He started this whole no mercy thing before Bungie started saying, now we're implementing a mercy rule. Yeah. Apparently you're not allowed to dominate a game that's based on domination. I'm I'm a little confused. Yeah, another thing is is um trying to think here. My brain is not working today. Well, that makes two of us. Not enough caffeine. I'm I'm hunting around for monster energy drinks. This message brought to you by Monster no, Energy. No, 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 no. <laughs> Shameless plug. Yes. No, we'd have to pay them. We'd have to pay them? Probably. I don't know how sponsorship works. No, they would have to pay us. Yeah, but there's no deal, so technically you're infringing on copyright. No, 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 no. I said this mess... Oh, well, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Oh, well. Well, I'm still going to drink a delicious Monster Energy drink. And if they feel at some time in the future that they would like to pay me for advertising them for free... You can find me at www.elitegaminggear.com and just like click the donate button. Do we have a donate button? No, we don't. We need a donate button for like big corporate investors. We don't need a donate button. We don't need a donate button? No. Oh, okay. We'll put the donate button on hold. But back to what we were talking about with Mayhem and with Flippity Floppity in the Crucible and Flippity Floppity with the whole Mercy Rule. I mean, have you actually ran into the Mercy Rule yet? Yeah. And what I was I joined it? into a losing game, and the second I got in, I my feet touched the ground, and it said, game over. I looked at the scores. What? And then Shaq said the Mercy Rule has been applied. Oh, so he actually tells you. So it's not just that they was, end the game. It was control, and the scores were like 12,000 to 4,000. So but won. I have single-handedly turned the tides of a battle like that at least 16 times before. Easy, Spartan. I've, I've done that countless times. And now they, didn't, they don't even give me the opportunity to try. I feel like that takes a lot of the fun out of it for a lot of players because, I mean, the whole purpose of the Crucible is to test and hone your skill. So, I mean, if you're not very good to begin with, how do you get better? Well, you play against people that are better than you, right? Yeah. I mean, that's, at least in my experience, that's how things have always been in all the games that I've ever played, uh, you know, from the earliest time competing in, in games back on the 16-bit consoles uh, and the 8-bit console Mario runs. Who can do it the fastest? Like right now I just single-handedly wiped out a whole team of six using a sniper rifle. You see? And these are things that they're denying you. Although it is a nice touch that Shaxx actually calls them out. (laughs) Sorry, Guardians. This match is over. Your team sucks. Pretty much. (laughs) 
I think that's actually worse than just losing in the match. He rubs it in. No, 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 no. Game over. Game over. Are you kidding me? That was horrible. That's so terrible. We're not even going to allow it on the server. Yeah. <laughs> and then I I do like how he comments on um like your performance in there like the Halo announcers used to. Like that just makes me remember playing Halo Reach a lot. Which is really the best part of Bungie shining through in in, in the Destiny series, which I appreciate. Um, Although I do like to picture Shaq sitting there on his little countertop, just like watching a TV screen. <laughs> yeah, good play. I like it. Five points. Nice. So what do you think of uh, Nolan Bot? I hate it. I hate <laughs> it so much. I hate it so much. <laughs> Anybody who ever complained I really about wish, Peter Dinklage? I really wish that Peter Dinklage was back. Right? No he kidding. did a way better ghost. Uh, I mean, and we, we even talked about this last time, too, but I just can't get over it. I mean, it's that bad. Nolan, he's too energetic for this role. I mean, it's post-apocalyptic. Everything is dying. It's the epic struggle between light and dark. Then again, I'm standing here shooting my own allies in the face. Still not sure why. It's cool. They come back to life. <laughs> well, as said in the Grimoire cards, best uh, why Woken hired us. Best to uh, hire people where death is an occupational hazard. I like it. For them, death is permanent. We have our ghosts. Which, can I sell mine to Varric and see if he has an older one? <laughs> Replace it with a Dinkle ghost. I want to. I want my Dinklebot back. Wow. Well, you know, still, I I think that uh, as far as the Taken King goes, uh, well, gameplay with, wise, yeah. Um, I don't know. It seemed a little short for me in the in the primary. Oh, it seemed way too short for the initial story. Exactly, but the post game's shaping up really nice. All oh, the post game. <sighs> Was that a sigh of defeat or a sigh of joy? Defeat. I'm. It, while we're recording this podcast, I am doing the post game. You're doing you're doing the post game right now. I'm in the crucible trying to earn XP to get my Night Stalker up. At the same time, I'm trying to attempt to get the chaperone, the exotic. What is it? Shotgun? I don't know what it is. You know, the first step is admitting that you have a problem. Well, I need to. As the quest says. Defeat guardians in the crucible with the last word equipped to boost your favor with Tex Machina. I guess that makes sense. I oh, think is how you say it, Tex Machina? I'm not sure. But I, I never paid attention to the word. While we have a chance, and before they get the hotfix out, because you know it's coming, I think we need to fill in our listeners on a really cool exploit for exotics. What do you think? As I don't think that's really an exploit. Because well, it, it's it's exactly what it says it is. Well, it is what it says it is, but here's the thing. Even the creators of The Taken King have said, ooh, yeah, that's working a little too well for its own good. So too let's tell well? Them, it's working, based on what you said, it works like 10% of the time. Well, still, 10% of the time is a heck of a lot better for an exotic drop than what it ever was before. Like, what, a fraction of a percent? Mm, no. Every nightfall, you were pretty much guaranteed at least one if you had three characters I could do it. Okay, so, really quick, let's tell people about it. What is it? Pretty much, you're selling those new three of coins, or whatever they're called. That curio that allows you to have an increased drop rate of an exotic engram on your next ultra kill. So an ultra kill is basically a named yellow bar enemy uh enemy enemy such as Sepix Prime, 
Uh, what are the other ones? Sacriel and the Nexus. And what's the one from the uh, Scourge of Winter? Draxus. Draxus. Now, Draxus is the one that I've been kind of farming a little bit. Draxus is the one people have been farming. I checked up on it a, a little bit ago. Okay, so here's basically the story. Draxus is the fastest mission in the game with an ultra that is really easy to kill. Exactly. So essentially what you do is you load up Scourge of Winter on... Is it Venus? Yeah. On Venus, you fight through the thing, you kill the kill guards, um, you get all the way up to the room where uh, where he's actually at, uh, you take out his little guards on the side before you come all the way into the room, you pop one of these three of coins uh, consumables, uh, then you go in and whittle him down till he's almost, almost gone. When he's almost gone, you whip out a rocket launcher and... Blast yourself and him. And him. It's very important that you blow yourself up while you kamikaze him. Um, because what happens is, is it kills, uh... It kills him, activates the item. Activates the item, so he'll drop the exotic Ingram, potentially, and it resets you to the last checkpoint, so you can just Which keep doing it Which the last checkpoint over. was right before you fought him. Right before you fought him, and the Ingram is still in the room when you go back in there. So you can just keep repeating this, and I think And that... even if the Ingram still isn't there, the Postmaster will have it. Well, there you go. And if I... it's, uh, rare or better... The Postmaster will automatically have it. And I think the way that they said that this works best is if you use one of those consumables every time you go in, right before you go in, uh, because it doesn't... uh, They said that it stacks, but you actually lose the benefit right after he gets killed. So use one, go in, do your thing. Use one, go in, do your thing, and then wash, rinse, repeat. So if you have not spent your strange coins yet, that's what you need to dump them in and hurry, because Bungie is aware, (sighs) and what does Bungie do every time we find a neat trick? They destroy it for us. Well, technically, it's called a fix, I guess. So no exploiting. But yes, it's there a it is, once gamers. a week thing that you can do. They still never fixed Crota. <laughs> hey, shush! Don't tell them about Crota. Everybody knows about Crota, except for them, apparently. No, they even know about it. Just too lazy to fix it. It's Crota. They don't care. Crota's <laughs> Crota. Yeah, it's, it's, it's there. It's done. It's over. Well, Crota is a pretty easy raid. It yeah. does feel like a strike more than a raid some days. Considering that Skolos was infinitely harder than Crota. Speaking of Crota, we probably we need to do that again. I still don't have a Necrochasm. <laughs> we'll get there. Patience, Padawan. Patience. Well, in order to do it, we need to go there. This is very true. I know how to be a sword bearer. So, this is uh, kind of jumping around a little bit, but now that we've gone over a little bit of the stuff with Destiny, I kind of wanted to go back to the, to the handhelds a little bit. Um... I know that you don't uh, don't play on a Vita, uh, but I've got the new uh, Vita Slim, as well as like we were saying, the new 3DS XL. I um, still have the Smash Bros. Edition 3DS. Exactly, um, and I've got to tell you, I've been trying to force myself to use the Vita more frequently, and it's not that I don't like it, uh, especially now that we've got uh, with the PS4 up and running. You know, the uh, the remote play is a really really cool feature, um, but it just seems like any time that I have time to play a game, I'm somewhere near a console. So I'm trying to find this justification for using a handheld when there's consoles available. So, I mean, what do you see as the future of, of handheld consoles? Sad to say handhelds are getting like destroyed now. The only reason that 3DSs are still kind of relevant are because of the Pokemon series. Well, not just the Pokemon series, but I think a lot of the retro it's games It's mostly the Pokemon series. You think so? The retro ones are the Wii U. They load them up on the Wii U for the same price it costs on the 3DS, but they get the full big screen like they used to. 
Now, the Wii U, actually... The I mean, Wii U is going to have an uprising. Now, you say that, but I, they're actually getting ready to discontinue the Wii U for, I think it's the uh, Nintendo NX or NGX. Seriously, they're already coming out with another one? Oh, yeah. They've been planning this um, over the last few months. They've been talking about this new console. Uh, and they've even uh, got blueprints, and I think it's a patent out for a driveless console, uh, optical driveless console, which is to say that there will be no disc tray. So kind of what bad move. Yeah, kind of what Microsoft wanted to do originally with the Xbox One. How they wanted all the games to be digital, um, and basically they're talking about moving in that direction. And they're also talking about uh, this being the end of life for the 3DS console. So the new 3DS and new 3DS XL with the facial tracking, uh, that'll be it uh, for the DS series. Which, I mean, what what do you have after that? I mean, is that basically, are they killing those off to go pure mobile? Uh, I hope not. I, I hope not, too. I mean, the mobile market is flooded with, with plenty of casual games for people to play, and I kind of understand the appeal that Nintendo has. Well, Nintendo did put Pokemon Shuffle on mobile already. Did they already? Yeah, Pokemon Shuffle used to be a 3DS title. I actually did not know that they'd already done that. Yeah, I've been playing it. And what do you think? I mean, is it pretty good? Eh, seems like it'd be better on a DS. But I mean, as far as the casual mobile game, you can whip out your phone when you're, you know, waiting for an appointment, and there you go. You've got that that DS experience. So, at what point do you still need to pack around a, a portable console with you to play the full Pokemon game series? <laughs> so basically, to play everything else. But I'm kind of wondering how much of the uh, more prominent games they're going to start porting over or if they're just going to do all well, new Well, the IP. Legend of Zelda series is going to be kind of hard to do with that because of the buttons needed to use all of your items. And, you know, I've never liked um, trying to use thumbsticks, you know, the imaginary thumbsticks on the screen. Oh, yeah, the stupid imaginary thumbsticks that I mock every time. <laughs> I hate them. They drive me nuts. So they don't mean... work half the time. Now, how cool would it be... If Nintendo put out a phone. Honestly, I'd probably get one. I, I think, you know, I'm a hardcore I would, Android I guy. would ditch Android. I don't even care about Apple. <laughs> I think I'd be right there with you. I think I'd definitely go for that. And if not, if not a, or rather a cell phone all by itself, maybe an attachment, kind of like uh, the Moga series has made attachments for cell phones, that would basically turn your cell phone into a Game Boy. Yeah. I think that would probably be the next logical step. But with the variation of smartphones on the market, it'd be really hard unless they just purely catered to Apple to find something that fit all the different sizes, shapes, and models of phones. It'd be almost impossible. Yeah, it would be. So, I mean, I think we're kind of looking at the, the death of the handheld console. What are you thinking? I'm sad. It makes me really sad, too, actually. I still carry my 3DS every day. And you know, before I had the 3DS, I used to play the PSP that you got me a while ago. I think you got me. You yeah, know? it was the uh, Kratos, uh, Kratos edition. Yeah, I carried that everywhere. And then before that, I carried my standard DS everywhere. And then my before that was my actual Game Boy Advance. And uh, the Game Boy Color I had since I was three. <laughs> oh, tender memories. <laughs> so it's basically you grew, you've grown up with Nintendo. Nintendo has been there for you. I still play the Mario parties that that I got when they were brand new on the GameCube. Oh, so Mario, it's it's thir Mario is thirty. Honestly, years old. Mario Party Ten is it's pretty fun. So now it's I've got not to as ask. great as like 
the old ones. You started bringing up Mario, and and that that brings me to something I was That's, kind of Mario is the most iconic character of the Nintendo series. Well, absolutely. And that why... and sad to say, Pikachu. Now, now that I'm <laughs> you, looking at that giant hate... poster on the wall. Hey, you leave that giant poster on the wall out of this. That's that belongs to Leslie. I know it does, and uh, I don't. I just. <laughs> there are 722 different Pokemon. Why is it just that one? <laughs> There's so much outrage. There's so much hatred for Pikachu. But back to what Mario. about Little Ralts? Oh, huh? you, leave Ralts alone. Ralts is the greatest. Ralts is pretty cool. That and its evolutions are some of the best psychic types in the whole series. You know, one of these days you're going to have to do, like, the definitive, uh, you know, uh, Pokemon guide. <laughs> I have to talk to my friend about that. I think he that knows. Be... He knows a lot, too. We were... <sighs> There's a whole group of us at my school that we used to play Pokemon every day during lunch for freshman and sophomore year. You know, I think it'd be kind of cool to get you guys... You guys to are be all the honest, same, year, uh, same age, right? Yeah. I think it'd be kind of cool to get all of you guys uh, into the studio here, and maybe. Well, they were the they were the others I was thinking about for Quiplash. Oh, really? So maybe we could talk about that a little bit over Quiplash because it'd be kind of cool to see um, how your generation takes to group gaming, especially on something like that, and how a game that's really uh, kind of isolationist uh, by nature. I mean, except for you know some of the battles that you do uh, with Street Pass, uh, how it's kind of a community and a group thing you guys do together. But let's shift. Mostly, the focus. we work together. Uh, I'm trying to think, it's been a while since we've all played together. Well, let's shift the focus back to Mario a little bit because it is, after all, Mario's birthday week. And and one of the things that I've been thinking about all week uh, leading up to this podcast is kind of doing like our uh, a top. I don't know five a top five of our favorite Mario games. Of all time, going all the way back to the beginning with that original little crazy Italian-Japanese plumber uh, <laughs> running down pipes uh, and, and chewing on mushrooms. The little Italian plumber. Uh, I, I saw a meme about him that was hilarious. <laughs> there are many oh, uh, this, memes about Mario that are It was about being... It was about being accepting of other people. <laughs> He's basically like an amalgamation of every culture in existence. So, I mean, what is your favorite moment from the Mario series? I don't know. I really don't know. I mean, do you have a favorite game? That's a tough one. And there have been a lot of good ones out there. Honestly, I think I'd have to say Super Mario Sunshine. Mario Sunshine? I figured you would have gone for, like, one of the Mario Party games. Mm, the party games I, I count as different. Different how so? Uh, it's a party game. <laughs> So Just like the title says, Mario Party. But let's say that they were all on the same scale. Would you put Mario Party above Mario Sunshine? Mario Sunshine was a 3D platformer. I loved that. You Granted, don't... you were tasked in cleaning stuff, but it was the only time cleaning something was ever fun. <laughs> so basically what you're saying is if they could have made like Mario Sunshine like vacuum cleaners, then maybe you would have like cleaned your room a little more? No. No. Basically If I could not. control the vacuum with a controller, yes. You see, and that's why everybody needs robotic vacuums. I think that the robotic vacuums are really a necessity. <sighs> when are we going to get robots to do stuff for us? That's the whole point, isn't it? I don't even know what you're talking about. 
I'm talking about using like robots for everything. I mean, we've got uh, yeah. I was saying a remote control. Oh, okay. So not robotic, you, but that's, remote control. Remote control is different than AI driven. I guess it's AI driven. <laughs> what was Get back, that? Titan. Get back. Stay back. No, suppress and die. <laughs> that is the trick to being a night stalker. Suppress and kill. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> I just suppressed their entire team. I don't even know what you're talking about. I, I, I panicked. I don't I, know. I, I could tell. I could tell. There was like this sudden like input of I don't know why that, that one enemy in this game, just something about looking at his character made me enraged. Are you still playing Destiny? I haven't stopped. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, yeah, well. <laughs> Back to Mario Sunshine, though. I mean, how did Mario Sunshine stack up against, uh, like, Mario Galaxy? Uh, Galaxy was... It was an attempt at something different. I say attempt because, honestly, the first one, I loved the first one. Second one, ah, where's the nearest dumpster? <laughs> that bad? Oh, yeah. It was pretty it, horrible. It took away the... The feel of the galaxy thing and just kind of threw it out the window so basically it took away all the the part of it that was fun the the exploration aspect and pretty much that's really depressing in order to go to a certain level you had to have so many power stars earned like all that it was just stupid you see and i think this is where you and i kind of kind of have our ages show a little bit well what they did with the first super mario galaxy was do as many things as possible, but there is a requirement minimum. But please do them all. The second game, it was you have to do this, this, and this especially before you can move on. Uh, so it was pretty limited on what you could do. It was very restrictive. Yes. But again, was. you know, I think this is this is where the difference between our ages kind of shows. Because, I mean, you love this full-on 3D. And what was it, GameCube that that was on? That was on the Wii. Oh, it was on the Wii, so even newer than the GameCube. And for me, my favorite Mario of all time uh, was uh, Super Mario World, or Super Mario 3 and Super Mario World, those two. Probably Super Mario 3. Super Mario Brothers 3? Yeah, on the on the original NES system. And, and, I mean, that one for me was absolutely fantastic. You could actually select worlds uh, on your own. Instead Super of Mario World to... 3? No, only with the warp whistle. No, but what I'm saying is you had, like, that map that you could go to different portions on. So you could even go back to levels that you'd already played and replay them no, from the map. No, you couldn't. You, you could only play the level once. I thought for sure you could go back. I tried the first time just to see if I could, like, stock up on one-ups and stuff. Wow, is my memory that horrible? Apparently. Apparently. Dude, you know what we're going to have to do now, right? Play it. We're absolutely going to have to play Super Mario 3. Just to be able to, to have settle it on, this. It's sad to say I have it. Well, not sad to say. I have it on my, or a remake of it on my Game Boy. You have a remake of Super Mario 3 on your Game Boy? Yeah, as well as the very first Super Mario Brothers game. What, I mean, do you enjoy playing those on your Game Boy? I mean, have you actually played them? Mm, a few days ago. So you're you're still playing these things now? Yeah. So the truth is, I mean, when was the last time you played Mario Galaxy? Uh, ever since I 100%ed it, which was 
last two years ago, maybe? And then you were done with it, right? Yeah. I, I've been thinking about pulling up the Wii or the Wii U since I transferred all the save data to it. And then playing it again just to remember all of it. So it was it was a it was an okay game. Just okay. It could have been better. Just okay. Yeah. Well, you know this is where this is where it's kind of hard for me because I think that all of the games that I've that I've played back when I was younger, I I can't see them as okay. I, I'm very passionate about. I absolutely love them. Uh, aside from clearly being horribly wrong about the Mario thing, I mean, wow, that's embarrassing. But going back to it again, I mean, you get stuck on these fan favorites, and then even though new stuff comes out, and it's kind of like we were talking about with GoldenEye and all those, even though the new stuff comes out, you still kind of have this special place that's near and dear to you for the vintage stuff, the stuff that just was the first time that you'd ever played it. So for you, some of those first ones, I mean, what was the very first Mario game you played? Oh, that's... I don't even know. I think it was the original Super Mario or the Mario Brothers game on the original NES. It was a remake on, I think, the Game Boy Color. Okay, then. So then you were actually playing on a newer system. It was a remake of the first game that both of them were in. It was that um, in the sewers thing where to jump on the platform underneath to oh, knock flip, the turtles over flip the spinies the sidesteppers or whatever the bug things were called <laughs> the giant beetles i don't know what they were called you everything know. in that world has a name and i know all of them but that one i was gonna say leslie would probably know she knows all that stuff i think it was like a buzzer or something stupid like that or busby or maybe i'm wrong I don't the know. crabs were named sidesteppers that's creative way to go nintendo all the turtles were named Spinies because they had spines on their back. <laughs> it's a utilitarian name. We wasted no time in character design or naming. Well, there is the Goomba. Yeah, where do you get Goomba? I don't know. I think they just threw a word together. It might mean something in Japanese. So here's a question for you. When was the last time you saw a Goomba in a Mario game? <laughs> Super Mario 3D World. <laughs> oh, yeah. Aren't those ones you can smash into smaller ones? No. What am I thinking of? I don't know what you're thinking of. The Koopa shells? Oh, maybe. In Super Mario World 3, there were uh, blue blocks or bricks you could pick up and throw. That's what it was. And then they had the little ones that were hiding inside it. Yeah. Okay, that makes more sense. They're all starting to blend together. So many years of Mario crashing all into my consciousness at once. So... Happy birthday, Mario, from everybody at Elite Gaming Gear. Anthony. Huh? Huh? You're going to wish Mario a happy birthday? Eh. <laughs> so much for your youth. So no, I, My youth lies in Pokemon. I, I've loved the Pokemon series. I've played every one of them. So when Pokemon's anniversary comes around, then you're going to freak out and be excited? Yes. All right, well. Okay, I started with Blue, then I played Crystal, then it was the remake. No, that was after. Uh, then Sapphire, which was af- which was Generation 3, then the remake of Kanto, Fire Red. Then Diamond came out. Actually, I played Pearl. And then Platinum was up. 
I played Platinum. And then Heart Gold was the remake of uh, Crystal, and I don't remember what its counterpart was named. And X, I played X, and you played Y. I did play Y. Generations. Oh, I also played, um, what was it? I think it was Black, Pokemon Black. Maybe, I don't know, it was one of the two. I didn't I didn't really like that one all that much. How come you didn't like that one? It, it didn't have the Pokemon feel to it. I don't know. I, I don't know how to explain that. It's just one of those ones where you, you'd have to play it and find out, right? It just didn't feel like a full Pokemon game. You know what? Like, it had the whole wander around and train thing, but it just... The characters didn't match, and it, the region didn't look like any other region. Like not in a not in the way of that was awesome. That it was something new. It was. I don't know if this is right. It seems wrong. I just realized that we were going to do a top five of our favorite Mario games of all time, but I think that the list looks something like the original Mario, and then the next four are Pokemon games, which I don't think qualify as Mario games. Actually, uh, I'm, I'm you, didn't, like, <laughs> you didn't specify. <laughs> no, I didn't. Okay, top five Mario games. So we both agree that the original Super Mario Brothers was awesome, yes? Yeah. So let's throw that puppy at the top of the list. No, that one's like at the bottom for me. Really? Uh, Sunshine was my favorite. Sunshine was your favorite? It had the colors and the visual effects that were just incredible. All right, so here's the deal. I'll that and the memories of... How did I play this as a kid? I can barely do this stuff now. <laughs> I'm serious. I was playing it the other day, and my cousin was over. He saw me struggle to finish this one level. I tried like six times and failed every time. I remember playing that when uh, the game was new. I got it done first try. And had no issues with it. No issues. None. <laughs> The Just game is basically what designed. Well, it's designed to be mastered by children, and you, my friend, are growing up. Oh, tender moments. So I tell you what, I'll give you number so, one for uh, Mario. Okay, Sunshine. right now I'm older. My coordination is better than it used to be. That at that point, why was it so much harder? <laughs> Maybe it's designed for people with poor coordination. Probably. <laughs> I mean, it is Nintendo. I've got it a is hard to tell can, with them. I got a couple of people who could test that theory out on. Actually, <laughs> I do too. So I'll give you number one. I'll give you number one for Mario Sunshine, but I get to pick number two. Is that fair? All right. All right. I'm going with Super Mario 64 for number two. Oh yeah, I forgot that one was a thing. Oh, I only yeah, played man. the remake on the DS though. I didn't play the original. You know, I played the remake, and it just wasn't the same for me. Probably. Playing with that funky. Um, Although I do like the fact that they had that. Oh, I'm almost dead. Let's almost drown, and then let's instantly recover all health. Right? Wasn't that nice? <laughs> it was so stupid, though. <laughs> I'm almost forgetting. dead. Let's attempt at drowning. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Only in the world of Mario does it make sense. The world where throwing turnips somehow means you're, you're the savior of the universe. Uh, oh, but yeah, it... you can kill mousers. <laughs> exactly. 
But Super Mario 64 for me uh, was another one of those moments along with GoldenEye and the Ocarina of Time. I'm noticing like all of, I'm having this nostalgia moment where all of my favorite games were on the Nintendo 64. Uh, But again, it was one of those first times where we saw Mario doing all this cool stuff in 3D and you could interact with the world in different ways. Um, And it was just new and magical and exciting. And I think in that same way, Mario Sunshine for you was like that. Was Mario Sunshine the first 3D Mario game you played? Yeah. Uh, there you go. But it was it took place on a different landscape. It was Isle Delfino. Nothing like a giant island shaped like a dolphin with a bunch of different colors everywhere. So it really appealed to that, you know, that childhood experience. It's like, oh, colors and shapes. That it was sense. it is actually really hard to do the platforming in that game though. <laughs> well, apparently only for people our age. Children seem to have no trouble with it. <laughs> I could I could load it up. At some point. We're going to have to check that out. It's got to be put on the list. So we've got the... Uh, How would we record that, though? Oh, I have my ways. I that have my that ways. is... The newest console you can play that on is the is the Wii, but that doesn't have the HD ports for the Elgato to work. Actually, I have an adapter that will make it work with the Elgato. All right, then. So... We're Problem putting that solved. on our list. We've got a lot of Let's Plays to do. Do you realize we've got a lot to catch up on? But let's finish out our list. So we've got Super Mario Sunshine at the top of number one. We've got uh, Super Mario 64 for number two. Uh, for the third spot, what, what are you thinking? I'm not sure. Uh, you know what I'm going to suggest? I'm going to recommend this. I want to see what your take on it is. Uh, Mario Kart. Oh, yeah. But which Mario Kart? Uh, I like 8 the most, the newest one. Eight? Yeah, it had the most freedom in it. You know what? I'll, I'll go with eight. Eight was a blast. I like how they added in motorcycles. Um, I uh, like Motorcycles the... were added in the Wii version that was two games before. Well, even so, the fact that it had it and, and was able to, to add in all the customization and, and the other features that were combined into it. I mean, to me... Vehicle be, customization, the character list. The character list was fantastic. Oh, there's more characters than that in the series, actually. <laughs> Sad to say, I played the Mario Baseball game on the GameCube. And did you like it? Actually, it is pretty fun. I hate sports simulators, but that one was pretty fun. Okay, so we've got... Mario Sunshine at the top, Super Mario 64, Mario Kart 8 coming in at number 3, and would you would you give number 4 to Mario Baseball, really? I no, mean, I was just commenting that I played it. Just commenting that you liked it? Because I played it, it was pretty fun. I hate sports simulators, but that one was, it was bearable. Probably because it had the familiar faces of characters. I have another one that I want to put on the list, um, not because it was necessarily one of the best Mario games... But it was so crazy and so unique and so different uh, that I fell in love with it. Even though they, if you played for longer than like three minutes at a time, you got a splitting migraine headache and, and were relatively nauseous. Do you know which one I'm talking about? Uh, no. I'm talking about Mario Tennis on the Virtual Boy. Oh, no, that one was, that one was fun. I loved that one. <laughs> I wish we still had that Virtual Boy. Oh, I'm gonna have to get another one of those because it was fantastic. I think we've, somewhere we've got we got pictures of Matt actually using it, which is hilarious because he's gigantic and he's like hunched over this tiny little thing with the biggest smile on his face that I've oh, ever seen. Speaking of Mario Tennis, they're making uh, the next installment. Oh, really? Uh, Mario Tennis Ultra on the Wii U. Oh, you know that's gonna be something we have to check out. Honestly. <sighs> My sister always loved that game on the GameCube. 
I, I know for a fact that we're going to get that. So basically, we're going to end up having to review that one. She got, the, remember, she got the one on the 3DS but hated it because it wasn't the same? Exactly. So this The one on be... the Wii U, based on what they're saying, is going to be exactly like the one on the GameCube, but with a bigger character list, more stadiums, and extra game modes. When is that slated to come out? Not sure, actually. Let me check. Well, while you're checking with that, um, I wanted to, to nominate... Uh, the the Mario Tennis on the Virtual Boys number four. I mean, is that fair? Can we put that on there? Yeah. Okay. And then, I loved that game. <laughs> you know, I did too. It's, it was just crazy. Um, but for fifth, I think we already called fifth as the original Super Mario Brothers, the one that started it all, right? Camelot Software? They're still a thing? I wasn't even aware. That's that why it's going to be the same. Because they were the ones that did the first one, right? Yeah, they did the first one, the GameCube one. And now they're doing the new one. That's going to be fantastic. December of 2015. All right, folks. December 2015. What is it? Mario. Mario Tennis Ultra Smash. Mario Tennis Ultra Smash. We're just going to start adding words onto that at the end. And then at some point, it's going to be Mario Tennis Smash Brothers Melee Brawl Kart, where you basically like try to bean people with a tennis ball while driving go-karts and then get out and punch them in the face if they make you wreck. No. No. <laughs> you don't see those genres crossing at all? No. no I, I don't either. So we've got Super Mario Sunshine at the top. We've got Mario 64 coming in at number two. Number three, we have... What do we have for number three? That was three supposed to be mine. Yes. Oh, I was not thinking about that. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a second. Well, what was... Huh. That's enough to make you scratch your... Oh, no, we had number three. Ah, that's embarrassing. We've got uh, Mario Sunshine, number one. Number two, we had Mario 64. Number three was Mario Kart 8. Yep. And number four, we've got Mario Tennis on the Virtual Boy. And number five, five, we've got the original Super Mario Brothers. There we did it. We did our top five favorite Mario games. We finished the list. And then I'm Surprisingly. sure... Surprisingly. I know, right? I, I'm amazed that our attention span held out that long, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> is it sad that Captain Falcon is no longer remembered for F-Zero? I wonder how many people, if you ask them, actually knew who Captain Falcon was, other than a character in Smash Brothers. Yeah. You've never seen an F-Zero game really... Ever since the originals. There was some remakes, but I, I don't think they did too well. There were remakes? Yes, there were, actually. Yeah, that's news to me. <laughs> oh, I didn't even awful. know there was a remake. So are you geared up for uh, Battlefield, or excuse me, uh, Battlefront coming up? Yeah, kind of. Kind of. You know, all this talk about Mario has actually made me like not want to play any of the like new hyped titles coming out. I think I want to play some Mario. Yeah. I want to play Mario Kart again. Mario Kart? I, I probably still remember every race course in that game. I have never seen somebody complete a track as well as you have. It's, it's a little frightening, actually. People said that uh, I took it over to class during one of the last days of school last year. Everyone was freaking out because I would be able to do Rainbow Road, the new one, and the old one. 
on Mario Kart 8. So it was the 64 one remade and shortened, sadly. And the newest one. And then the one on the original NES, the very first one. I could do them flawlessly first try, no failures. Everyone was like freaking out about that. Well, and rightly they should. I mean, Rainbow Road is the the hardest course in the franchise. That, that's like the easiest for me. <laughs> you do everything backwards. Honestly, the hardest one is the stupid beginner's course where there's like no corners. <laughs> I could never beat my time in that one. They're like, no, this is as good as you will ever do. You will never do better. Rainbow Road, at least I would shave off like three seconds. Or not even three seconds, like .3 seconds every time, but still. You know what else I want to play? What? I want to play Minecraft. Um, I prefer Terraria. We've talked about Terraria, and I mean, I get it. I understand why you like it, but here's what I was thinking with Minecraft. Terraria has the boss fighting mechanics, and there, there isn't really a story to it, but it's... It kind of is, but it kind of isn't. Well, I remember us talking about that last time, but what really excited me about Minecraft is that they're bringing story mode to Minecraft. Well, that kind of defeats the purpose of Minecraft. Minecraft was, here, here's a world where you and your friends can go build whatever your hearts desire. Now, this is going to sound a little crazy, but are you familiar with Telltale Games? Ugh. Oh, come on, I like Telltale. Their only good game that I think they released was Tales from the Borderlands. So Tales from the Borderlands was one they did. They did uh, The Walking Dead, nah. and then they did another one, The Wolf Among Us. Yeah. Um, I saw you play that one. It didn't look very good to me. I, I like it because I like the the gritty kind of detective stuff, very L.A. noir-esque, the choose-your-own-adventure kind of stories, uh, because those were the books that I grew up with, too. So <sighs> I want to play Borderlands now. <laughs> And there's that famous ADD kicking in again. But again, um, Telltale Games is going to be bringing out a series of Minecraft episodes that take you through the overworld, through the nether, oh, into the Oh, end. it's a Telltale? It's a Telltale game. Okay, then definitely I'm going to avoid that. <laughs> oh, man, then I'll play it for you. Because I'm very curious to see how they manage to, to implement a story through Telltale Games. I think that's going to be a very A game that doesn't have a story? Pretty much. Unless you count the end as a story, but the little end credits after that don't really say anything. Well, no, but it's it's enough. It's enough for some people to think that there's some reason for them to be playing the game. But for me, just just the unlimited building. And I mean, it's it's amazing that it's gone from being, you know, basically an indie title to being as big as it is now. Yeah. I can see that. You know, so I mean, it, they really are one of the big success stories. And I mean, when you look at um, some of the things that they're planning on doing with it moving forward, I mean, they were planning a version of it for the Oculus Rift, the Oculus Rift a virtual reality headset. Oh yeah, didn't they shut that down? <laughs> they actually, it's kind of sad, because they shut that down because uh, Notch, uh, the head of Mojang, the company that came up with minecraft said that he uh, he is the creator of minecraft oh he's the creator of minecraft said that he didn't want he's to cater. not part of mojang he what's that he's not part of mojang not anymore because they actually this is what's funny about it is because he made such a fit about um not producing for the oculus because they sold out to facebook which admittedly i was kind of mad about that too but then he turns around and sells out to microsoft so it's like <laughs> what? that's kind of a double standard you know well i think after the lash he got he's like fine here 
You don't want you don't want to listen to me anymore? Fine, listen to these people. So he basically just turned it over and walked away. Pretty much. Which is sad because I mean, if you would've... he's got enough money to last for a while, though. Well, you know the the Microsoft... at his standpoint, he doesn't have any losses anymore. Although with the sales, most of them are already done. I'm trying to think of the name of the new Microsoft uh, peripheral that's coming out. That's their augmented reality system. I want to say Microsoft that it was... is getting one. Yeah, it's like Microsoft Glass. Oh, Xbox Glass. Oh, Xbox Glass. Smart Glass. Whatever it's called. Well, no, no, no. I think there's an app for it already. No, the Smart Glass is an interface uh, for mobile devices for the Xbox One and Xbox 360. Um, This is something else, but it's an augmented reality. So for those of you who don't know, uh, the difference between virtual reality or VR and augmented reality AR, uh, virtual reality, you put a headset on and it replaces the world around you with something artificial, something new, something virtual. Yeah, the only real use of that currently is animated productions. Exactly. So, Which, honestly, seeing some of those is awesome. Oh, no, they are pretty cool. Even the early stuff that we've tested with, like, the Samsung Gear VR were pretty impressive. But the augmented reality is where you basically can still see the world around you, like you can still see your living room and walls and chairs and furniture and all this, but you have game objects or artificial objects laid over them. Uh, so I think in the the Minecraft demo that Microsoft did, it actually had like a Minecraft world laid over on somebody's coffee table, and then as they looked around, like different parts of the world were built on furniture and things like that. So I mean, it's it's really cool to see that Minecraft is moving into all this new technology. Um, and if you're one of those, you know, virtual reality naysayers that feel, you know, jaded like I did, you know, because growing up in the early 90s, you know, they were, there was a lot of talk about virtual reality taking over and it just, it, it never made it past gimmick stage. Um, it's a big deal now. I mean, Oculus uh, sold to Facebook for what was it, $1 billion? I don't know. I, mean, I was, As soon as I heard they sold out to Facebook, I completely lost interest with it. I mean, it was just a crazy amount of money. And you don't invest that much money in something you don't think is going to go somewhere. Um, And then to have Microsoft uh, jumping in with its AR option, and then to have uh, Sony. Sony actually had their Project Morpheus, which is their uh, virtual reality system. Now, whereas the Oculus Rift was geared more towards uh, PC, uh, Sony was talking about implementing virtual reality into their PlayStation 4 console. Um, Just announced, by the way, the... Morpheus VR system has been renamed PlayStation VR, which I think is fitting. It's not a huge name change, but real, real creative with the name there. <laughs> I liked Morpheus better personally. But Morpheus uh, is a name that you say, and people are like, "What's that?" <laughs> Ooh, shiny. <laughs> but I mean, even the headset it still looks really, really cool. So I'm curious to see where they go with that and how they implement that. Um, and I'm kind of excited to think that a lot of these startups, including things like um, things like Minecraft, which really, you know, they I don't think the designers ever intended it to get as big as it is now, um, to have spinoffs with major studios, to have... Minecraft? Oh, yeah. The, yeah, uh, peripherals st- built around it, to have a whole line of toys and books and, I mean... There's this massive cult following, so um, I'm very curious to see what's in store for Minecraft in the future, and I and I think we're going to see a lot of big things. What do you think? Maybe. Ah, see, I'm I don't see the Telltale going very far, though. Well, wouldn't it just amaze you, or wouldn't it blow your mind if Telltale just completely took off? 
To be honest, I'm kind of surprised Telltale is still alive. <laughs> you see, Telltale is still around because of people like uh, people like me, gamers like me, who want to see that story. And yeah, we want a little bit of interactivity, but okay. give us a good story. If you want a good story in a game, I've referred this game to many people, and nobody ever knows about it. I've ranted on about this game for a while for you. The Darkness, 1 <laughs> and 2. The Darkness, yes. We have been over The Darkness repeatedly uh, over the last two podcasts. Or the whopping two podcasts. That's a lot of podcasts. Um, <laughs> but you're right. The Darkness was, was a very cool series with it a was, very cool story. Uh, based off of a comic book, so you know they had a lot to go on. This is true. You know what? Actually, I think that for our next podcast, we need to do uh, another top five but I think we should do like a top five video games based on. Then comic again, books. we could just start making top five videos. Ooh, we could do that too. A lot of people are doing that. We are not conformists. Well, kind sure. of. <laughs> Only a little bit. Only a little bit. Um, but yeah, there have been a lot of really good games that have been based off of uh, based off of comic books. So it'll be kind of cool to go over some of those and maybe replay them again. So we've got a lot of let's plays coming up. We've got a lot of reviews coming up for some of the newer games that are going to be hitting the market. Uh, we've got gear and equipment that we're going to be reviewing, as well as some actually some really exciting offerings coming up from Elite Gaming Gear specifically uh, in preparation for the first annual Central City Comic Con located in Yakima, Washington. That's going to be a blast. Are you pretty stoked about that, Ants? I'm sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? I started spacing out. <laughs> I had no idea. I was talking about the Central City Comic Con. Oh yeah, that. Oh yeah, that. I mean, are you are you pumped? Yeah, kind of. Kind of. I think it's going to be a blast. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Elite Gaming Gear is going to be there. We're going to have a huge presence on Immortal Lane because they've named all of the uh, aisles and uh, intersections after streets and avenues to fit the Central City theme. Uh, so we're going to have that console room sectioned off where we're going to have tons of Elite Gaming Gear controllers on uh, on display for you to get your hands on it to try out. Uh, we're going to have tons of consoles and systems set up for you guys to play games on. We're going to have new product that you guys can get your hands on, including the Delta 6, which is just an awesome controller for those of you who haven't gotten to play with that yet. We're going to have a little retro section where we're going to have old school games set up on our uh, newer new production consoles for the NES and SNES and even the Sega Genesis. And we're also going to have a little memory lane. Yes, for all of us nostalgic people, because I know I'm not the only one, uh, where we're going to have a display of some of the consoles from the past. So it's going to be really, really cool to check out. So if you're anywhere near the central Washington area, uh, come October, is it 23rd, 24th, and 25th, I believe, uh, you're going to want to check out the Central City Comic Con in Yakima, Washington. It's going to be at the Yakima Convention Center, and it's going to be a blast. And if you come there... Swing by the booth, say hello to myself, say hello to ants. Are you going to say hello to them if they come by to see you, ants? Maybe. Maybe! It depends on if I'm awake or not, or if I'm spacing out. The chances of you not spacing out are probably very slim, if they're there at all. Uh, but, hey, I was thinking, I'm thinking that you would make the perfect host for some tournaments. I prefer to participate in tournaments, not host them. We could see if anybody could beat you. That would be fun. I'm thinking Smash Brothers. I haven't played that in a while. 
Still remember <laughs> who my best character is. See, there you go. Who's your best character? Lucina. Ah, fantastic. Basically the same as Marth. Marth used to be my best, but his style was hard to use because in order to get good damage, you have to hit with the tip of his sword. That's a trick that not a lot of people knew. See? And there you go. You just gave away your big secret. No, Lucina's way simpler. <laughs> way easier to use. Uh, You don't have to get that tip of the sword hit. More damage. Still don't know how that works. <laughs> so, hey, while I'm thinking about it, we've got Smash Brothers tournament that we're going to do. Uh, what would be another one? Call of Duty. Which Call of Duty game do you think would be the best to have a tournament? I'm thinking Advanced no, Warfare. No, not Call of Duty. Not Call of Duty? Halo. Halo. <gasps> yes. Halo 3 or Reach. I'm thinking Maybe Reach. 2. Oh, dude, Halo 2 would be awesome. My I, my favorite was Reach just because it was finally that one side that you really never saw. You know what else would be kind of fun? What? An Evolve tournament. Evolve? We uh, That'd be kind of hard. It'd be hard to do a tournament for it because you'd have to figure out how to... You'd need five Xbox Ones. Each with each with a game installed on it. Oh, that won't be a problem. But figuring out a bracketing system, I think, would be even harder than that, unless you just went by base score. So let's scrap that idea. That's that's... evolve is more of a let's do that, not not a tournament game. Yeah. So I'm thinking uh, Smash Brothers, Halo, possibly Mario Kart. Everybody loves Mario Kart. What about a fighting game? Uh, I have Street Fighter Four. Street Fighter 4 would be really uh, Street good. Fighter X Tekken. I loved that one. What about the new Mortal Kombat game? Uh, Mortal Kombat X. We could. I'm thinking... That I that... don't know. I was never a Mortal Kombat fan, so we'd have to go get one. Oh, no. We've got it covered. So, Mortal Kombat... Well, we'll have to think about it, but definitely, definitely Smash Brothers. Definitely Halo. And then we'll probably come up with a few others in time. Um, so you're just going to have to check it out. If you guys want to see you swing by the Central City Comic Con, check out Elite Gaming Gear section in the, on Immortal Lane and uh, see what we've got uh, on offer there. I think it'll be a bla- uh, blast. We're also going to have... Dude, we're going to have t-shirts. Are we then? Yes! We are going to have some awesome graphic t-shirts. And as a matter of fact, you know what I think we should do? What? I think we should give away one of those t-shirts on our podcast. Are we? I, I think we should. What do you think? Hmm. Yeah. I think that if people have listened to us for an hour this episode, they deserve... Have we been going for an hour? We've been going for an hour. <laughs> oh. So I think that people deserve a reward for that. So let's do this. Let's see if we can't get whoever hears this podcast to find us on Facebook, like us on Facebook, and send us a message that you heard us here on episode three of the Elite Gaming Gear podcast. We'll enter your name into the drawing, and what? Right about the time of the Central City Comic Con, come towards the end of October, uh, we'll select one of the names from all the people that have listened to the podcast, and we will present you with an Elite Gaming Gear graphic t-shirt. Uh, it's gonna be They're going to be super cool. Very, very, very cool. Uh, so I think that about wraps it up for this episode. What do you think, Hans? Yeah. I, I think we're at an end. So for Elite Gaming Gear, this is Lathan. And this is Ants. Gear up. Game on. <laughs>